0: and welcome to the podcast biblical question we are excited you've taken time out of your day to listen to our podcast for more information about us you may visit our website at biblicalquestion.com we will tell you the web address again at the show's end we encourage you to open your bible and follow along as we study the bible now here is your host joseph
1: Hello there and welcome to the podcast. We are excited you've taken time out of your day to download this podcast and to listen to us. We know that there are many other options for you to do and listen to and you have chosen us and we are very blessed. We ask that you would please, please check out our webpage when you get time. Uh, There's lots more information there about us. We continue to ask for your prayers and your help and support in any way that you can Today we're going to look at Job. Job is a very interesting study, and perhaps uh, you can relate to Job in in many different ways. So if you have a Bible, I would encourage you to open it up and follow along as we go through this podcast. I ask that you please tell others about us, and that you uh, would continue to pray for us. I know I say that a lot, but prayer is very, very important. I think one of the most uh, puzzling things, maybe the most unpopular passages in the Bible, is no doubt the story of Job. Job is a man who was really very wealthy. He had good morals. He had good values about him. Uh, he's a godly man. He's, he really is a faithful follower of God, worships God, and he worries about his children as well. If they are following God, and he He tries to make atonements for them and sacrifices for them, too, just in case they have sinned and overlooked God. He sees God as to be the most important uh, person being in his life uh, and his children's life as well. So open up a Bible and follow along. We're going to be in Job chapter 2, and we're going to read that Right after this. Do you enjoy our weekly podcast? Though many of our listeners around the world in poverty-stricken nations are not
0: financially able to support our podcast, if you are able, we would be grateful for your help. We offer several ways to help support the podcast on our website, biblicalquestion.com. Would you be in a prayerful consideration in your cheerful donation, or? purchasing through one of our affiliates. Thank you for cheerfully helping us tell a worldwide audience about the Word
1: of God. So we're back here in Job chapter 2. Job chapter 2. On another day, the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them to present himself before him. And he said to, the Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord, From roaming through the earth and going back and forth on it. Verse 3, Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless, an upright man, who fears God and shuns evil, and he still maintains his integrity, though you incited me against him to ruin him without any reason. This story oh, almost is a repeat of what happened, really, in in chapter one. God holds a council, and, and Satan, the devil, is there, and and God asks Satan if he's considered his his servant Job. Satan, uh, at this time, has considered Job apparently, because in chapter one, Satan has taken away uh, Job's possessions, his stuff. Uh, so many of us value uh, our stuff. And perhaps it's because we work really hard to obtain it uh, and keep it and and, uh, take care of it. And there's nothing wrong with having stuff as long as it's not your God. I know so many people in third world countries, they they see all these movies coming out of America and they think that's how everybody lives and that's furthest from the truth. But I don't care where you lived. I've been in third world countries. Everybody has stuff, okay? whether it's valuable to you or me or not that that's a whole nother issue But here we have uh, his also including his children. Have you heard the statement? No parent should die before their children, but it still happens. you know I have personally witnessed this in in my own family. War happens, disease happens, accidents, suicides, uh, drug overdoses. I mean, sadly, there are just things that happen in our life, and people die regardless of their age. Uh, we live in a world where there is pain and suffering. And we all probably, if you're old enough, have experienced pain and suffering. And why is that? Why, why we find later on here in the book of Job, that God is tells us why he and why he is God. Excuse me, and, and in some ways that might be all we really need to know. God knows the big picture, and we're just going to have to have some faith in believing that God is in control, that all things work together for the good of those who love God, those who call are called for his purpose, and Apostle and Paul, so Paul talks about that in Romans chapter 8. God gives us the same testimony of Job that he really did in, in the first chapter. One, that Job was blameless, he's upright, he feared God, and he shunned evil. It's kind of hard to find all four of those in, in people today. You have to look long and far. Uh, they are out there, and I, I know a few who'd really try to live this, this kind of a lifestyle. Job did not serve God because God had put a hedge around him at all times. He uh, sheltered him from harm or kept watch over him and his household and his businesses, his property, his livestock. Job had feared and served and loved God faithfully, uh, unselfishly. Uh, not for the fame, not for reward, uh, but for better or for worse, kind of this idea of a marriage. And that's really our relationship with Jesus, is is his marriage. He is uh, the groom and the church is his bride. That's the picture that the New Testament will give. The devil uh, is very wrong. Job was really a a very steadfast, stable, and single-minded type of person, It is easy to cry for Job. It's easy to sympathize with him and identify with him, perhaps, because we all have gone through some unspeakable pain or know somebody who has. It's close to us. They've gone through extreme suffering. The first thing Job did uh, when life seemed unfair was to stay true to his character. And character is who we are. Deep down, you can change your personality and your character for short periods of time when you need to at work or church or in uh, trying to uh, whoever. But long term, you, you only one that can change that is is God, and you have to be willing to allow your character to be changed by God. I. I see the Apostle John as a character that God changed. I mean, Jesus called him the the sons of thunder, him and his brother. Um, And then he becomes known as the Apostle of love. And so I, I think only God and the Holy Spirit, the blood of Jesus can do that. And you have to be willing to allow God to do that. There's an old saying, true gold is not a... Afraid of fire, and there's a lot of truth in that. I mean, why why is gold so expensive? And I think it's interesting that gold uh, has this hedge against inflation. It's a popular way for people to save uh, money, but gold has a very very high melting point. It's around nineteen hundred or so degrees Fahrenheit. It is valuable uh, because it is pretty much indestructible and it's been reused for centuries and the fact that gold is still existent today it's it's equal uh to the gold it's been mined that's it has the same value that the gold in the ground still has i mean so gold uh, is used for jewelry It, it never rusts or tarnishes my gold uh continues to go up in price and value so many other things actually go the opposite way Job was as good as as gold you know uh he did not bend in his character he does not deviate from his character uh in, in a sense Job was really perhaps somebody might say headstrong or, or thick-skinned as an ox he was stubborn uncompromising he was he was and did not move. He doesn't budge. He doesn't retreat from his position. And this is probably what drove Job's wife crazy. In chapter 2, verse 9, the same word for Job's determination is to maintain his integrity. It's, it's translated as holding on in chapter 2, verse 9. His wife is saying to him, are you still going to hold on? To your integrity. That's what she's really saying. When his three friends accuse him of harboring known and deliberate sins in his life, uh, Job has the same fighting words for them I will never admit that you are right till I die. I will not deny my integrity. He's saying, I will maintain my righteousness and never let go of it. Uh, my conscience will not allow me as long as I live. I mean, you can kind of get that picture in chapter 27. God used an unusual word in, of integrity. And, and the Hebrew word for innocence is, is really describing Job's character in, in chapter 2, verse 3 that we just read. This word is, is found only in Job and in Proverbs, four times in Job, and once in Proverbs chapter 11. And that's it. And so uh, the root word for integrity uh, is derived from the Hebrew word blameless. And then so and here in chapter 2, verse 3 that we just read, no matter what others would say, uh, Job claims his innocence, and he has a strong grip of his own innocence. He knows that he is innocent, and people are trying to accuse him of that. So, starting here in verse 4, Skin for skin, Satan replies, A man will give all he has for his own life. Verse 5, But stretch out your hand and strike his flesh and bones. He will surely curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, Satan, very well, then he is in your hands, but you must spare his life. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and afflicted Job with painful sores from the soles of his feet to the top of his head. I find this all very interesting that God and, and the devil are having this conversation. I Something I've kind of struggled with all my Christian life. Why would God be even talking to him? But Perhaps another time here. But the Bible tells us that, that Job's health is, is really broke. He uh, he's really is suffering. Uh, he's inflamed with these sores in ch- chapter 2, verse 7. Uh, they persisting in, in, in itching in verse 8. In verse 12, he has this facial disfiguration. Chapter 3, verse 24, he, he, lo- he has no appetite. He's lost his appetite. In chapter 3, verse 24, he has this depression. In chapter 7, verse 5, sores that burst open, scab open, and crack and ooze with pus. Worms that form in the sores themselves. In chapter 9, verse 18, he has difficulty in breathing. Uh, In chapter 16, verse 16, a darkening of the eyelids. Chapter 19, verse 20, a loss of weight. Chapter 30, verse 27, this continuous pain. High fever, fever, chills, and diarrhea chapter 30, verse 30. On top of that, Job says in chapter 19, verse 17, my breath is offensive to my wife. Uh, He's not going to get any kisses, so... Back to uh, chapter 2, verse 8. Then Job took a piece of the broken party, pottery and scraped himself with it as he sat among the ashes. If wife says to him, Are you still holding on to your integrity? Curse God and die. Verse 10. He replied, You're talking like a foolish woman. Shall we accept the good from God and not the trouble? In all of this, Job did not sin in what he said. So at this point, his wife gives him uh, some advice. His wife says to him, do you still re- retain or are you still going to hang on to your integrity? Curse God and die. You know, I, I believe this is the only time uh, we hear her speak. Uh, I'm sure she really uh, was not the greatest counsel to him. Uh, remember, he's a man who is is really perfect. In his integrity. He fears God, and he turns away from evil. What this tells us is that we must discern the wisdom and the counsel that comes to us. Just because people are close to us does not mean that they always give us the best advice. We all need wise counsel. Everybody needs wise counsel. Job was no exception, and But throughout this book of Job, there's only one who gives him really wise counsel, and that's God. Job does not give his wife uh, counsel, uh, any thought. though He says, you speak as a foolish woman. Basically, what is he telling her? I'm not going to listen to that. Uh, Notice his response here, verse 10, excuse me here. Should we accept only good from God? So some of the things that we can learn from the, this foolishness, um, who the person who speaks foolish when they are talking that way to us, he's really rejecting God and the existence of God. He, he's willing to give away his eternal uh, temperament. He, he thinks that there's no life beyond this one but when one speaks wisely, he, he acknowledges God in his lordship. He he knows the future is in God's hands, and he lives for God's kingdom rather than his own. Verse 11, when when Job's three friends come, uh, I can't pronounce their names, but boy, here they are. Who needs friends like this? Uh, when they, they saw him from a distance, verse 12, they could hardly recognize him. They began to weep aloud, and they tore their clothes and sprinkled dust on their heads. Then they sat down on the ground with him for seven days and seven nights. And no one said a word to him, because they saw how great his suffering was. Do you, have you ever entered into a hospital hospital? a room and and you know that person is really just very sick so sick uh they they could die i remember one time in my ministry i went to the burn center somebody had in the church had was caught in a in a fire a house fire and they were severely burned and Try not to be very graphic here, but the memory there is—it's just horrible. The pain as they scrape the the skin. Uh, They can't give you anything for the pain. The best thing, you know, I remember the nurse saying is, "Hopefully they pass out from the pain." Uh, And the stench—the smell of burnt skin. It is something that you will never, ever forget. And what do you say to these people that are there? The book of Job is an aspect of the book, really, is, is often overlooked, I think. When, when we want to talk about Job's friends, what they did, uh, they kept their mouth shut, maybe that was the right thing to do, but they really blow it later in life. And... We can give them a hard time all we want, perhaps in, an, in another uh, podcast. But what I want to do is look what they did that, that first week here. The first thing you got to notice is that they came to him. Okay, they didn't stay home. They didn't ignore the problem. They heard that their friend was really hurting and suffering. And they, they come to, to visit with him. And so uh, they didn't say, well, ain't that terrible for Job to their wife at home and kids and didn't go visit. And I must tell you, that would be a temptation uh, to stay home. It is probably for all of us. We all don't want to hear the drama. We don't want to see the pain and suffering. Uh, we're thinking God's chastising him and lightning could come out or a clear blue sky any moment. And I don't want to be there. You can reason all you want. And you might think, well, you're just an idiot, preacher. Um, but I I, I could make things worse. I, I don't want to go there and say the wrong things. Because I never really know what to say either as a preacher uh, to go and visit people having difficult times, like the person in the burn center. I was probably like uh, Job's friends in the beginning. I, I just sat there. And I didn't know what to say. You know, and you think, well, I could ask him, how are you doing? That's a really stupid question. You know, really, that's what I thought. And I really just sat there for a long time, didn't say nothing. And when the nurses and all left, he just looked at me, and you could see the tears coming down. And you know it was from pain, and I'll be honest with you, people in that critical condition like in burn centers usually have a hard time surviving, and this person did not in the end. And we prayed, and he stopped me in the prayer and says, brother, will you pray that God will let me die? And I requested that prayer. And that prayer, we we had that prayer. And that person did die. Within within an hour or so, he was gone. You know, Job doesn't request that. And it was hard for me to have that prayer. But when a person is suffering and grief, go go be with them. I had a brother drive here to visit with me never met him before ever in my life heard a lot of things about him he's heard a lot of things about me and i know he does listen to the podcast occasionally and so i'm I'm not going to mention his name but the man drove for hours just to come give me a hug you know the uh, home's been hit by a tornado Uh, insurance is fighting The, the claims i mean things go on and on and there's a lot of other personal problems going on. And he had heard about them. And he drove hours to come say hi and, and pray with me and just talk to me. I, I, what a blessing! Go be with people that you know are suffering. I know time in, for most of us in, in America, and uh, uh, the Western world, is our most valuable thing, is our time. And so give it up and go visit. Verse 12, when they saw him from a distance, they could hardly recognize him. They began to weep aloud and they tore their clothes and they sprinkled dust on their heads. They, they could hardly recognize him. And that's not unusual. Sometimes people suffer so much they look disheveled. I mean, their hair's unkept. Uh, Maybe he wasn't shaving. Their clothes become baggy. They've been sleeping in their clothes. Their eyes are really heavy. They've lost sleep. Uh, The weight loss from not eating. The skin color uh, maybe is off. Uh, Don't be surprised when you walk in a room and see this. I mean, walking into the burn center. Wow, I hardly recognized the man. And the only way I recognized really was his voice. And even then, it was very shaky. Notice, I mean, they wept with him. They they began to cry out loud. And I think in the culture I live in, Americans really do not know how to weep. Uh, we tend to keep a stiff upper lip and we don't uh, let on what we really are feeling. Especially uh, men, you know. Uh, be, there's an old song, "Big Girls Don't Cry," you know, and in the, in the lyrics of the song, and at the end, she admits, "Big girls do cry." I, other cultures really don't have this problem. I, they wail out loud, they cry out loud, and but let me tell you what the Bible says about this: Romans chapter twelve. Verse 15 says, weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice. There are times when it's really appropriate to do this. I mean, weeping, uh, cry with suffering and grief, God does care. And when we cry with people, it shows that, you know what, We're, we feel too. And look at Job's friends. I mean, they weep aloud. They express their deep feelings in a tangible way. The next thing that they, they would do was to tear their robes, which is, you know, a custom. We don't do that here in this part of the world. They were trying to feel their their pain. I mean, tearing one shirt. I I, I feel torn inside. I feel badly for you. It's it's tearing me up. The other thing that they did was sprinkle dust on their head. Again, this was their custom. Uh, Putting dust on their head was ultimately a sign of of humility. It was saying, I know you feel so humbled by these tragedies. I, I know you feel so low that you feel like dirt, and I'm going to feel that way with you. Do you know what we tend to do? We, we want to cheer them up, so we say, oh, don't feel bad. It, it will always get better. It could always be worse. You have your whole life ahead of you. You know, it's too bad that that person passed away. But the Bible, Bible says we need to expect all of us at some point will go to meet the Lord. Sometimes we have this pity party, party for ourselves, and uh, and it's easy. I know. I've had them. And you have to be able to get yourself out of those. Another approach to say is, well, I went through this once, so let me tell you what I did. Listen to me. I'll give you some advice. You ought to take it. It'll be better, and I will help you. I just got up and I brushed myself off and pulled my boots up by the straps and I moved on and I did it. Inside this suffering person is feeling, saying, yeah, yeah, okay, good for you. How soon will you be leaving my house? Type of thoughts. And the truth is that we have never been where the other person is suffering. It, it's, we got to be careful when we say, oh, I understand when the, the fact is you've never experienced such a thing. The truth is, we're going to meet people who, who want to share in their suffering. And sometimes the other person will ask us how we got through it. And, and because perhaps they know that you went uh, through a loss of a loved one, for example. How did you How did you do that? But notice here that they sat silently with him. And, and do you know what they did then? Verse 13 says, Then they sat on the ground with him for seven days, seven nights. And no one said a word because they saw his suffering. And they sat with him. They did not leave him alone. They gave him his space but they did not leave him alone. They lost sleep. They probably were hungry and had suffered with him to a mild degree, but they they don't leave him alone. Even though they didn't say a word to him, I wonder if they had brought him water and food and ate with him. I, I wonder if they provided him a blanket. I mean, the Bible really doesn't say, but it makes me really wonder. Did they do other things? You and I feel the need to talk, and we had to say something, but I admire those who can just sit. I often see this where a husband and wife, you know, very ill, who's in the hospital, and the loving spouse will come there, and this one lady I knew, she just did knitting. She did nothing in the room but do that. And she sat all day long. And when the suffering husband needed a drink, they, they got up and got him water. She she really became the nurse. And, you know, as she couldn't handle it, uh, she called a, a nurse into the room. She helped cut up the food and helped fed this man. Uh, she quietly but patiently was there. And I don't know. She, I asked her, "What do you guys talk about? What do you doing? And you know, she's I just sitting here, and just trying to be a good spouse, just like Job's friends. They were simply there. They sat silently with him, and perhaps again, they they brought something for him to eat. Maybe brought a pillow. I don't know. I mean, the text doesn't say. But in this scripture, we know so much more than Job's friends knew about what's going on. Job was lost as to what was happening. Job just kept saying, I am not guilty of any sin. And my guess, my question is, what makes you and I so special that nothing bad should ever happen to us? Who among us are sinless? Who among us knows what God is doing? You know, when we have friends that make the comment, well, you must, God's punishing you. God, God uh, is trying to tell you something. I don't know, maybe he is. I, what that exactly might be, only perhaps God knows. But God has spoken to us, and he has told us that he does love us. He, he's given his, his son, Jesus to suffer and die in our place because of our sin. Not because Jesus sinned, because we all have sinned. We all need the cleansing blood in our life. You know, there's uh, I've used this example before. In Luke's uh, gospel account, Jesus talks about a tower that would fall over and, and kill people because the people are asking about those people they must have really sinned it must God must be really punishing them and Jesus simply says no that's just life on earth accidents happen things are beyond your control happen it's just called life the bumper stickers right stuff happens okay so we we need to understand that Life on earth is hard. And sometimes some of us experience more hardship than others around us. And when we see our brothers and sisters, we really truly need to go and help and encourage those people. And sometimes we just need to sit quietly and let them stop. Maybe we need to learn to cry a little more. I hope that uh, if you're really having a hard time in your life and you're going through suffering, that you would have a friend, a brother in Christ, who would come visit you, who would call you, who would encourage you. If you need to find a congregation in your area, I would do my best I make no promises, but I would do my best to help you find that congregation. And there's so many groups out here, honestly, I, and I've been around them. They're, they just have their favorite topic, they have their favorite book and chapter and verse, and that's all they discuss. And some of the greatest compliments that we have gotten here in emails is the fact that they enjoy the podcast and the wide varieties of topics. It's never the same thing. And they have learned so much more about the Bible and and studying the Bible than they have in the church they grew up in. And I want to encourage you to, to go find a congregation that teaches from in the beginning God created to the word amen the last word in the New Testament. There is so much in this book. It it is a lifetime of study, and if all you know is a favorite chapter and verse, you're missing out on so much. There's so much to learn and study. There's so much comfort. There's joy and happiness to be found in the Word of God. I want to take the time to thank each and every one of you for listening as we have gone through some great suffering here and some tragedies here as well. And God is helping us. And we hope that you will continue to pray for us and be able to help us as well. Again, I want to thank you for listening as we give God the thanks and the praise. May he always have the glory and may God always bless you. Please join us each and every week as we put out a weekly podcast. Thank you again, and may God bless you.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Be sure to hit the like button and follow us on your podcasting app. Please check out our website at biblicalquestion.com. All one word, all lowercase. In addition, we have a prayer request page, a way of contacting us, a statement of faith, and other resources for our listeners. Do you have a Bible question you would like answered on a future podcast or prayer request? We would be honored to hear from you and add your prayer request to our list so others may pray for you. Subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on our social media accounts. Again, that is biblicalquestion.com. Thank you and may He have the glory.